0: The next morning, I awake with bruises on my left arm, like pinch marks, okay?
1: In our latest episode, Amazing Race Asia winner, Sam Wu, shares his experiences with the supernatural. Why you should never point at altars? And how sweet is home sweet home when you share your apartment with a ghost? Supernatural Confessions Welcome to Supernatural Confessions My name is Tim O, and this is our podcast Now each episode we cover stories and topics on the supernatural and the paranormal True encounters, myths and legends And other things that go bump in the night To find out more, do visit our website at SupernaturalConfessions.com or find us on Facebook at Supernatural Confessions. And should you have questions or stories, we'd love to hear from you. Our team is made up of supernatural enthusiasts, paranormal investigators, and even tarot card readers as well, all standing by to lend our knowledge and experience to you. Our podcast is also free to listen to on Spotify, Google, apple podcasts and multiple other platforms please help us out by giving us a five-star rating or review it really does help us out to spread the word and grow not just our podcasts but also our community of paranormal fans just like yourself today we have the first of a two-part interview with a personal friend of mine sam fans of the amazing race asia will remember him as the winner of season three But just as amazing as his victory was, so are his personal encounters with the supernatural.
0: Hi, how are you, Tim? Thank you for having me.
1: Well, the pleasure is all mine, especially since I need the content. <laughs> now I understand that you have a ton of uh, ghost, hantu, paranormal, supernatural stories uh, to share with us today.
0: It's been happening to me since I was young, when my grandfather passed away when I was a child and he appeared in my dream. And you know, my parents have always told me like, it's nothing, it's nothing. But I could always sense and hear spirits. I can't see them, uh, but I can always tell when they're, you know, I'm sitting on top of me or, or at the foot of my bed. Um, and. I only made sense of it when I became an adult. So let's
1: uh, rewind the clock, okay? Um, When do you think you had your first exposure to something paranormal?
0: I think I was with my mom and we were at the flower market. Fire's Flora? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. So I think I saw something there and my mom was like, you didn't see anything because there's nothing there like how old are you at the time 10 what was it that you saw could you describe it to us was it i thought i saw a woman and just wearing something like white i can still remember in the daytime at night it was in the morning so it's not even at night right so it's in the morning and i thought i saw someone and my mom said you know she looked across and she said no there's no one there you're just stop it right yeah right so my mom sometimes tells me that i have imaginary mm. friends and so that's what i think i used to yeah. have right i didn't quite realize but of course those Over the years, um, when we go to the chalets in Mm. Sentosa, um, I would always sense something was amiss in the room or in the vicinity mm. and I would tell my dad I mean, he's a Christian so he wouldn't want me to go into this.
1: So coming from a from a religious uh, family, right, what was usually told to you? Uh, would your parents try to dismiss that you saw anything at all, that you were sensing anything at all or would they try to uh, find a religious spin on on these experiences that you were having?
0: I mean, because I was quite young still so I never sort of said, you know, it didn't exist or, or Or not, or or say like a religious angle to it. I think they just wanted me to completely ignore it and not think about it because it affected my sleep sometimes. But you see, growing up as a a Christian myself, if you're going to believe in the Holy Spirit or or, you know something spiritual in spirits, Mm -hmm. uh, there are two sides to this coin, right? And you have to believe that there will be ghosts or even evil spirits. And the Bible does talk about evil spirits, right?
1: Well, I mean, you know, first and foremost, uh, the person we believe in is also known as the Holy Ghost, right? So there's already a mention of a ghost there. But I want to know that as you were growing up though and your parents are trying to convince you to ignore these things was there a certain logic in your mind would you kind of believe them and go oh yeah it's probably my imagination or were you very adamant that you saw something there is something there and i don't understand why, why my parents are trying to convince me otherwise
0: no i just went along with them and i just convinced myself that it was my imagination or if i couldn't get up it was because it was a dream and i didn't but i had nightmares and there was one time um Oh, okay, so something interesting. My friend came back from Bali and he gave me this wooden gecko. So it's like just like an ornament, you know, and I put it in my bedroom and apparently, I, it didn't occur to me, but I was having nightmares of this spirit just was trying to haunt me and, and, and chase me or do stuff. I couldn't wake up, sometimes I couldn't really breathe and I felt something was very heavy above me or at the foot of my bed.
1: What you're describing to me sounds a bit like sleep paralysis. Were you uh, in a situation where you were, where you were conscious but you just couldn't move or you were asleep and you just couldn't wake up?
0: Yeah, both actually. There was uh, all sorts of things were happening to me. I was having nightmares as well as in bad, really bad dreams of, of, of spirits, of, of evil spirits uh, of this woman who came into my dream and was trying to chase me, and I was running around. and I I think I was in secondary school back then, and so one day I told my mom, and my mom took it very seriously this time I don't know why suddenly she took it very seriously and she said well what's new in your room I said well my friend gave this and she knows him you know gave this to me she said okay I want you to throw that thing away and she didn't say why so I said okay I I actually literally threw it away and everything stopped you know so my mom then told me she believes that that thing was
1: something was attached to it yeah
0: yeah, and I had unknowingly brought it into my room and, and it was causing me a lot of trouble. And then once I discarded it, everything went away. Of course, you can say, you know, maybe it's psychosomatic in a sense like you 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 will yourself to think that everything is okay now because you, you threw away something that was causing it. But she only explained this after I threw it away. Then when things she asked me, do you still have nightmares? Are you still feeling you know, scared. I was like, no, not anymore. And so, so you truly that believe was when I... that
1: whatever was causing you uh, those spiritual attacks was related directly to that gecko that your friend gave you from
0: Indonesia. Yeah. I mean, it's not the most logical conclusion, but if you add two plus two, it, it sort of adds up. And that was when I, truly then believe that you know i can sense these uh, and my mom said to me then therefore i'm a more sensitive person and not everyone might encounter these things and so it's just me i guess and that's when i believed a little bit more
1: okay so a couple of things number one you were experiencing a lot more things even though at the time you didn't quite believe or you had tried to convince yourself otherwise but you can say that when you were younger definitely you were noticing more things yes
0: Yeah, when I look back and then I realized it didn't just start when I was an adult. So the most severe cases happened when I was an adult. But, you know, as a child, it had been happening. I just kept it hidden, you know, and I just ignored it or didn't want to believe it or I didn't quite understand. Understand, And it was only after this gecko thing that it sort of then dawned on me that I should be more careful about stuff like this because I, I tend to be able to sense it. And- okay, so
1: do you think that perhaps, because I was actually just having this conversation in a couple of episodes ago, right, about how there are some people who are just genuinely more sensitive to... Uh, spiritual things to paranormal things out of this world things like this may happen all the time but not everybody can notice them do you think this is a case where you just happen to see them you happen to sense them or do you think that you are attracting these spirits or these entities
0: oh I really don't know it, and actually you know Tim it scares me a little bit to, to kind of think that i might be attracting them and that's one thing i thought was happening like i seem to be attracting this these things because my sister doesn't sense them and people around me tend not to but i always gonna there was one time me and my friend we were doing guard duty there was seven bts and we were you know around the perimeter i smelt uh something sweet yeah you know, penny? The, the mm. penny thingy. and then my patrol buddy also felt something was mm. amiss right and then what do you
1: usually do when you when you smell something or you sense something?
0: I don't want to turn around. I don't want to acknowledge it. I pretend I don't smell it. I don't want to even... So you just ignore it then? Yeah, I totally do because it, it freaks me out, right?
1: Right. Have you ever... And I mean, there are a couple of schools of thought here. Some people say, yes, you should confront it, you know what I mean? And chase them away, whatever it is that's uh, that's around you. Of course, there's another school of thought that you should ignore it completely. And, and we've been told that many times that if you sense something, you should ignore it because moment whatever is out there knows that you, you can recognize it that's when they quickly attach themselves to you because they're trying to get your attention so have you ever confronted something that you sensed
0: no I've never confronted anything for a couple of reasons I think primarily because I don't see it Hmm. but I can hear it and I know it's there because stuff has happened. I ignore it most of the time but if it's not malicious right then I would just speak out loud into (laughs) the air like a crazy person like okay I'm watching TV now don't disturb me kind of thing you know like I don't actually like hate you you know like. Yeah
1: yeah but isn't that in a way kind of acknowledging its presence already?
0: I had no choice she was living in the same apartment with me in Hong Kong.
1: I think this is a good segue into our very first story in Hong Kong.
0: Yeah so I I a friend uh, who is even more Sensitive than me And so he's one person Whom I know Either as a third eye Or he's more perceptive Than I am So there's this time When I was looking To purchase an apartment In Hong Kong So he was surprisingly Visiting me in Hong Kong And he said Hey you know what I'm also very curious So I want to go and see You know so he came with me And then I was looking At the apartment And I felt the apartment Was a bit off Because very long corridor Very dark I'm talking about In the apartment You know it's darker Because there are not Many windows Mm. After I viewed the apartment I was speaking to the, the Property agent He pulls me and asked me, like, hey, did th- an old lady die in this apartment? I said, oh, I'm not sure why. He says, I think she is still here. I can sense her and she is definitely in this apartment.
1: How did you feel the moment he said that, I think she's still here?
0: I kind of freaked out, right? But unfortunately, back then, this was the only apartment that I could yeah. get. Yeah,
1: So you had limited options, right?
0: So I thought, okay, la, I'm just going to get it anyway. And true enough, la, so at night, my yeah. floors would creak. Um, she'd be walking around. Were you staying alone? Though? Uh, No, no, I was, I was staying with my partner back then. We both heard the wood creaking and... Of course, the the logical explanation is convection of what you know, wood, you know when it heats it and expands or when it contracts there might be some hmm. creaking sound on its own but this definitely sounded like footsteps it was not like you know an odd creak it's like measured sounds okay. and then when I'm watching TV at 3am and she's walking up and down and I, I would tell her you know in Cantonese like I'm watching TV don't disturb me I, I'm doing my own stuff
1: but do you feel like she was trying to get your attention or she was just busy pottering around the house like she used to
0: when she was alive yeah I didn't so my initial worry that when she realised I could sense her was that she wanted to she
1: wanted the king guy
0: <laughs> yeah or be potter guy right like throw stuff on the floor that kind of start that kind of thing but she was very um, not docile but you know she was very uh, she's
1: basically auntie who just wants to do her own thing yeah, yeah she's okay. not
0: malicious <laughs> and I sense it more in the evening daytime is, is, is usually okay but you know come yeah. 6, 7pm um, I, I do sense sometimes the living room but. Be very, very chilly,
1: but she never at any point of time gave you the impression that you were not welcome in that home.
0: No, that's the thing. So I, I was, I was actually quite touched by that because mm. my building, you know, uh, our mutual friend Yasmin Cheng has been to my apartment in in mm. in Hong Kong in Wan Chai, and like I mean, we we'll all agree that mm. my apartment is a prototypical Hong Kong horror movie. But <laughs> well, you expect Stephen Chow
1: to burst out, is it's it? It's
0: really bad. Yeah, the stairwell <laughs> is, is spooky AF, you know, and it's very very creepy. Like it's a very very old building. So I mean, I already kind of suspected that this might happen so I, I wasn't too shocked so and it, nothing okay. negative did happen but i already already very exposed to this and me realizing that I could coexist with a ghost if it wasn't malicious yeah.
1: Were all your experiences just based on uh, maybe temperature changes or you were hearing sounds but you never saw anything flying across the room or anything like that?
0: No, but I do sometimes hear... um, Okay, like, I mean, my partner says it's my imagination, but I thought, like, I saw a seat imprint on the dining room, dining table chair, but...
1: Oh, wow, as if someone had just sat there. Yeah. Now, your partner obviously never noticed didn't see anything. Any of your friends ever come to visit you and go, oh, wait... None of my friends felt it. How, How long were you staying in that apartment for? Three years. Three years, and eventually when you left, did you actually say goodbye to the spirit?
0: I, I did, yeah. You know, thank you for taking care of us, you know, for coexisting. And then, you know, um, we're, I'm going to move to a new apartment. So I, I I just said, you know, I hope you carry on enjoying living here because I don't want to follow me to my new apartment. Like. <laughs> <laughs> so it's like, okay. please carry on, you know, and bless the new the new buyers with, with your well, presence. Well, I guess, uh, you know,
1: yeah. when you if you ever go back to Hong Kong, you can go and visit, see whether or not you can still sense a presence around yeah.
0: the area. The thing is, if I see her, I would freak out. Okay, don't get me. You know, I mean, the fact that I can't see her and I can only hear her. She never tried talking to you. No. But, okay. No, I never felt anything grab my arm.
1: You wouldn't hear a disembodied don't voice have, or something know. like that. Okay, not like, a, you know, uh, or something like that. More, more, don't have, don't have, yeah. Thank God for that. No. <laughs> All right, so that's not the only apartment in which you feel you have sensed the spirit. Tell us about another one.
0: So I used to live in Tanjo um, in one of the HDBs um, mm. and if you're familiar with the area it's a very old district the buildings that are one of the the first HDB buildings to be built um, they're fairly old and there's a market um, Tanjo Pagar market that's uh, that's quite quite well known That's the wet market and during Hungry Ghost Festival mm. if you walk around the vicinity you would notice that there are many altars on the floor which is quite typical in HDB neighborhoods but the one main difference for Tanjopaga yep. they will always have you know from your typical joysticks or burning of the hell money, mm. there will always be children's clothing hung. It's clear that children have died, you know, in Tanjong Paga Plaza, the right. whole neighbourhood. You know, my partner's from Hong Kong and so I'm just trying to explain this whole thing. Uh, like, hey, look, there are altars and there are children's clothes. And so my partner's like, what do you mean? I don't see any children's clothing. And so this mm. is like 7pm that we're going for dinner.
1: So you were seeing this everywhere,
0: everywhere. but your partner wasn't? No. I was seeing these wow. clothes, like, but, I, but he wasn't. Well, I said, what?
1: Just uh, floating in
0: the air Not or just like on the floor? My partner was just being blind anyway. So, you think they really were there? They must be, don't freak me out. They, they obviously okay. were there. But I mean, they were the there, reason okay. why I
1: ask is because your partner couldn't see him.
0: Yeah, my partner couldn't see. So, anyway, like, I pointed at the far end of the market. So, the is quite big, yeah. So, it's like the opposite of the market, uh, mm. and which had an altar. And children's clothing and I pointed at an altar at the distance and said, look, you can't see the clothes hung there. It's so obvious. And the instance I pointed at that altar, the lights above that altar burst. I mean it just went off. But the rest of the market was still lit, yeah? So it's only the light above that specific altar that
1: Was the light part of the altar, or you're just talking about fluorescent bulb on top
0: of the altar? Fluorescent bulb on top is part of the market. Wow.
1: Okay, and obviously your partner saw that,
0: right? Yeah, we were like, okay, freaky, but it's fine. Maybe you know, whatever lah. I mean, I, I don't I don't think too much of it. We go eat dinner, la di da di da, then go back home, whatever. It's about nine. Mm. Everything is okay until I tried switching on my toilet light, and the bulb blue So I was like, oh, that's bizarre, because we just changed the toilet light bulb very recently. And then it's like, "Okay, never mind," and you just put it off your head, you change the light bulb, blah blah blah, everything's fine. The next morning, I awake with bruises on my left arm like pinch marks okay and so it's like what the hell uh, i mean so you immediately think your partner pinched you in the sleep which my partner denied so i was like okay it's something's a bit off already right and then so the next night i switch on the bathroom now the shower light and the shower light bursts so i was like what's going on with the electric you know the electrical current yeah or something like so i was like still trying not to believe anything was amiss right so okay never mind change the light bulb all was that thought running in the back of your mind though a little bit already okay. okay but the third morning kind of cemented this for me the third morning of after the whole light bulb bursting in the in the market i found a shampoo bottle in the middle of the bathroom floor i was like asking my partner i was like did you shower last night and like just leave the shampoo bottle on the freaking floor like can you just at least put it back la, la. my partner's like what do you mean like you were the last person to shower ah. oh yeah and it was not on the floor la, the night before. So clearly, I, a, a child ghost had followed me home. How do you know as a child? It has to be. It's, it's all mischievous acts. I think it was a child ghost. So thankfully, the Hungry Ghost Festival only had about like maybe seven, eight or nine days left, about a week or so. And oh, sometimes right. in the bedroom, I can hear the, like, the curtains clanging, mm. you know, and I'm like, okay, like, I mean, I'll pray and I'll be like, you know, I wa- would like for you to leave. You know, I apologize if I... Pointed wrongly, blah 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 and and true enough, at the minute the Hungry Ghost Festival ended, everything just stopped.
1: How many? uh, How many years ago was this?
0: This was maybe two years ago.
1: Okay, so the following year, nothing happened? No. Okay.
0: Wow. So this was very recent, right? And uh, I would still hear sometimes footsteps uh, in the living room. Some like, like running sounds. Oh dear, okay. Here we go again. It's like, bloody hell. I mean, and a thought did go through my mind. Like, maybe I should stay with my parents, like, you know, Hmm. this is like ridiculous, like, you know, so I I really believe Tim, I always gonna one. So, all right.
1: So, um, I guess the moral of the story here is don't go anyhow pointing at altars, like. Okay, because you never know what's going to follow you home.
0: You really don't. I, and I do follow these beliefs. Like, you know, if you see a, a trail of ash, like don't kick it or, you know, don't walk over it. Yeah, You know what I mean? I mean, I do abide by these wives' tales, right? Because... Yeah.
1: Well, you've experienced them, I suppose. And really, why take chances, right?
0: Exactly. So learn from me, yeah.
1: Okay, so two apartments you've told us about where one, uh, someone was already living there when you got there. The other one, a child spirit followed you home. You've uh, done a lot of traveling over the years as well and sometimes you encounter you know certain entities when you're even in hotels don't you
0: yeah that's correct so ignore those automatic flash kind of thing or mm. like TV turns on which has happened uh, once in KL and the toilet was uh, in Taipei the, the scary one was in Phuket mm. uh, we were staying in this resort called this
1: is this the one you went with En Lai En
0: and yes, correct the three of us
1: well you gotta give a little bit of backstory lah. y'all were according to Yaz a bunch of cheapo nanas who are basically <laughs> trying to score the best possible Possible deal at the lowest possible price,
0: right? We were trying to get ourselves upgraded because the original room that they gave us had problems. And so we said, you know what? Like, we would like to switch rooms. Then they said, you know, all of the, the resorts in your price point are full so he we said well mm. are there anything else that you can offer us I mean hoping that they'll give us an upgrade they said yes we have this villa but we can offer it to you so you know stupid law we decided like okay yes happy we <laughs> upgraded this beautiful villa mm. okay and then things started happening and I now know why they don't let it up usually alright what happened so basically like when I fall asleep I mean I'm sleeping on the sofa on you know the day bed in the morning I'll wake up and my blanket is completely like you know to the side Number one, did you maybe kick
1: it off yourself? Number two, did uh, one of the other two people with you pull the blanket away?
0: That's the thing. So the next morning, I asked which one of you idiots like peeled away the blanket off of me because it's not obviously kicked away. You know, it's not crumpled in a heap, right? it's It's obviously like been moved and folded. And Yasmin and Ella is like, no, what are you talking about? Like, why would we bother to go and do that? Like, you're snoring so loudly and all. Like, no one was going near me, right? Yeah. And I felt that was very, very strange already. And Yasmin had her own little encounter. She woke up in the middle of the night because the lights were on. So then she was like, what the heck, right? So she, as she got up to switch off the lights, which is near the front door, the light suddenly just went off by itself before she could even get to the light switch, which freaked her out. She ran back to the bed and then... Covered the blank of her head, so all of this was happening.
1: Was there maybe motion detectors or something like that that affected? Mayo, her? Mayo. Don't have, no, no, don't have,
0: not, 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 don't have. And then there's a like a bathtub is outside, right? So the bathroom is all is open air, and there's this sunken bathtub in the pool itself so it's very beautiful i imagine you know the pool Mm. and then there's a bathtub inside the pool and of course you can fill the bathtub with water so we're just seated inside like a jacuzzi you know three of us are just having a drink and we're just chilling out inside this bathtub jacuzzi thingy Mm. and there were banana trees in the foreground right and in the corner of my eye i i see this black shadow Flipped by. So I don't want to tell them. I don't want to freak them. What do you mean? Them. I can see something moving. La. When you say you see something moving... I, I saw something move from my right corner of my eye to the left corner of my eye.
1: Okay. So what did it look like? Did it look like a a, a person, a humanoid walking on legs or just something float in the air?
0: No, no. no it felt like someone walked past, right, in my the, in the corner of my eye, in the villa. I didn't want to freak them out. So I said, um, guys, let's just get out of this pool and let's go away. La. And unbeknownst to me and it's only after, you know, Yes goes to sleep and I'm talking to Eli and I say, Hey, I'm not trying to freak you out, but I think I saw something just now. And Eli says, Yeah, I think I saw something as well. Oh wow. Okay. Yeah. So and then I mean these three little thingy, like of course, you know, I, I, I will always be able to hear some stuff, but it wasn't anything scary or like someone talking. It was just sounds, like unexplainable sounds. But when we checked out, we asked the hotel. It's like, you know, this room you gave us, right? This villa, is it haunted? Hmm. And they said because the light can go on, go on. I mean, went on, went on by itself and off by itself. So they said, oh no, no, no. Um, you know, our power always trips. Right. Which doesn't make sense, lah. When the power trips, means everything's so off. How does this trip on conditioning by itself and all that, right? Yeah. Hmm. Right. It's not just a light. Okay. That's right. And anyway, how do you how do you explain the light switching it on by itself inside the room? man? At least fortunately for you, the
1: only two things that you encountered in that room was when you noticed something, a shadow walk past you, right? Yeah, correct. The rest of the time, you were actually asleep. Because, I mean, when you wake up and your blankets are gone, sure, something could have pulled your blanket off, but you slept through the whole thing, right?
0: Yeah, I slept through the whole <laughs> thing. I, I, I'm dead to the world, usually.
1: So, do you think, okay, that there was already a a spirit there? Or you being in that vicinity attracted one to your villa? Because I asked you this earlier on, right? Are you just very perceptive or are you a bit of a supernatural supermagnet?
0: That's the thing. I'm really hoping it's not the latter, Tim. I'm I'm genuinely hoping that because of me, then I draw out these spirits, right? Mm. Because it'd be freaky if that happens. Okay, I choose to believe that the spirit was already there. Mm. I don't want to think that I'm the one to to draw these spirits i feel and the reason why i say this is because i don't sense them when i am outside so much anymore and i always encounter them when i'm in an apartment Hmm. or hotel room
1: to my understanding as well those who have uh say the third eye you know those who are more perceptive generally this ability to sense spirits or sense supernatural entities uh, is a lot stronger when you're younger than when you get older because I oh, guess really? oh. when you get older yeah. for most people they get distracted by you know everyday life or they become a little bit more cynical and that's why they don't notice these things as much as they would when they were a lot younger but in your case has a spirit ever tried to get your attention because everything you've told me so far you have noticed something going on right Yeah. you haven't told me about any time where a, a spirit either was very angry with you purposely made his presence known or actually tried to communicate Communicate directly with you?
0: No, not definitely not communicate directly with me. But I think the only time a spirit was angry with me was when that ghost pinched my arm, when I have unexplained bruises on me. La. And usually that happens in my sleep. I've never experienced it, let's say, watching TV, then, ow! <laughs> Okay. You're like, someone has pitched me. Yeah. What the hell? No, don't have that. But usually it's like at night, something like when I'm asleep. So I've never encountered something so so scary like, wow, you know, come and touch me. know, like, suddenly like, a cup flies through the air kind of thing. Okay. So, oh, the one thing that a spirit communicated with me, I think, was when I was staying at my friend's house in Shanghai.
1: And we'll be finding out just how active that home in Shanghai was in our next episode of Supernatural Confessions.
0: uh, This is the most fearful I've ever been.
1: I was damn scared. In the meantime, if you or someone you know would love to be a part of our podcast as well to share some encounters, do reach out to us on our website, supernaturalconfessions.com. Or if you're a little shy, well, just send us your stories by filling out the form on our website or reaching out to us on Facebook and someone or something will get right back to you. As always, thank you for tuning in to us, and if you enjoy our podcast, be sure to leave us a five-star rating on whatever app you're listening to us from, and help us spread the word and grow our program. Until our next installment, my name is Tim O, and this is Supernatural Confessions. Supernatural
0: patience.